Everybody wants to be successful, and yet we all have different ideas of what that is. Finding success is the journey we embark upon to go and get what's ours. We are willing to travel down within to find our greatness buried deep inside of us. Questioning society's views and flipping the script, putting our own stamp on life. We're here because our future is within our control. Finding success is how we grab hold of what is possible. The relentless pursuit of success starts here. We are Finding Success. We're here to help break the monotony of your life and help you find your own version of success. Welcome back to another episode, guys, with me, Monsieur Adam. Avec moi, Monsieur Botson. How you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah, good man. Yourself? Yeah, just thought I'd get out there to the French audience that we've got. Oui, parlez-vous français? Oui, ça va. How was your week, mate? Good week. I'm enjoying this weather. It's yeah. been good. Well, I've been away a little bit. I've been in Italy, but um, Italian weather's lovely. Mm. Stunning. Stunning. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, mate, it was all right, to be fair. I uh, had a good week. As soon as you enjoyed the sun, and yeah, just got involved with work. Nearly finished the book. Nearly, maybe I've like another. Hang on, which book are we on? Uh, <laughs> what's it called? I don't know. Ben, mine's gone blank. Are we talking about the big one, the dense one? The big one. Uh, yeah. Cross now, you you've made me not realise. Uh, mate, why is it gone? Talent investor. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Big red book. Mate, you're um, not obviously not reading the cover enough. You need to remember to read the cover more. And then we're also, I'm just about to begin Rich Wise Happier. Yeah, nice. Awesome. I am just about to start uh, Unshakable. David Goggins other one. Like, Ooh. good mindset Ooh. one, I reckon. One. So we'll, uh, yeah, I'll let you know what that's like. I'll tell you, let's do, let's do a book review in the next episode. A book review? Yeah. Roger. Copy. This week, who are we going to talk about? Listen to the words. Who are we going to talk Who about? Who is this one of the success story series bum, bum, episodes? Bum. Yes, it is. Mother. Yes, it is. <clears throat> uh, this week, we're going to look into someone famous. Someone almost a household name. I'm going to say household name. Yeah, I would. You know? In the UK, especially. In the UK. Yeah. Uh, in the fitness industry, without a doubt. Um, literally, one of the youngest... Um, <laughs> one of the youngest entrepreneurs... I think, is he a billionaire? He's definitely a millionaire. So, as per research, <laughs> as of 2021, no. However, he was very, very shy, very close to uh, being one. He was valued at 700 million in 2021. The company has definitely grown more than, I would say, 300 million in those years. I would say, prediction. I'm going to say he's a billionaire. Fair enough. Um, of course, you know already, because we've, we've probably put in the title or it's in the thumbnail, we're talking about Ben Francis, the owner, founder of Gymshark. Mm. Um, and I think I think it's it's important we do talk about him. I think he's someone that we can't ignore because he's literally lived the life we're trying to tell people to live. Yeah. Found something, found his purpose that like is perfectly aligned with his values in a sense. Like he, want, he was into his fitness, into his... Um, into that world massively yeah. he was consumed by it and started a brand and a business and, and look at it, it's a global it's a global brand they're all over the world yeah I don't I don't know a 
country that they're probably haven't sold in. No, you see, I mean, you see people now in the gyms in Mexico, China, wherever, oh. and they're all wearing, they've got a form of Gymshark clothing yep. on. Um, and it's such a a great product. And the way he's marketed it, the way that he's used influencers to help him. I think he was one of the first people to ever he was. use he was. That, that form of marketing. Yep. And now look at it, we just see people that do it day in, day out because they're an influencer. They have a big following. Mm-hmm. And all they do is post, oh, you know, I love using this product. It's the best product ever. Follow me for this discount. I mean, it's like, it's, he, he started that. Did, yeah. And just to do that alone is a great idea. So, you know, the kid's a genius. Kid's a genius. Absolutely. Uh, tell me when he was born. When was he born? Let's go, yeah, we, we know we like to go back to the let's start. Go, let's start. Yeah, let's start at the back. Yeah. Uh, the beginning and we'll work towards because we are. I'm a big fan of his, to be honest. I'm a big fan of the brand and uh, yeah, let's, we'll get to that. Roger. So, old Benny boy, born in, uh, I'm going to, Bromsgrove in, I'm gonna, this is a hard word to say if you, if you speak English, Worcestershire. Worcestershire? Worcestershire. Worcestershire? <laughs> it's like the, the sauce, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Is that the same thing? Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire sauce, but is it from worse? Is it that same place? I'm being serious. I don't know. It's in the comments. <laughs> yeah, please let us know. Um, yeah, born in Bromsgrove, and uh, in 1992, he's currently 30 years old. Still a young whippersnapper. Yeah, still young as nuts. Still gonna. He's got years ahead of him to just dominate the uh, dominate the world, taking on the biggest brands in the world. Mm. Um, he first became interested in computing after studying IT at school. Yeah. And from there, he then went on to start a business online, mm. you know this, um, selling number plates. Okay. Car number plates. But, go on, what else do you got? You got a parent? You, you also... Vel- uh, do you know what? I haven't found nothing on the parents. No, I really weird. I know on a podcast, he, he said he's had a great childhood. Yeah? He had okay. a really good upbringing. Really, like, enjoyed it. Great memories. <laughs> he's very happy about it. The thing that I found also, that he, he developed a app early on in his career from the IT side of things. I can't remember what it was. And that was one of his first business ventures was an app. Um, I have it written down somewhere but I can't find it at the moment. Um, but yeah, as you said, started going to the gym as a teenager, 16 years old, whatever, went to the gym, realised that as he grew in mass, realised that clothing, the current gym clothing that we had, didn't really suit everyone's size and style. I mean, I'm going to turn the camera to you. You've got quite a wide shoulders. You've got a big, broad shoulders. You know, you've got a big chest. But you've got a, quite a small waist. Some clothing you struggled mm. sort of is like... Square. Oh, yeah. It was very square. It wasn't really body fitting, was it? Have you gone back to your own cameras? Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't body fitting, was it? And when you're going to the gym, all the physiques that we aim for is like a triangle. <clears throat> it's a Dorito shape. Absolutely. We want the wide shoulders and the small waist Absolutely. and then the slightly bigger legs if you're into legs. Hey. Um, which you should be. Thank you. Leg day. And he struggled to th- find something that fitted his physique. It didn't really come across. I mean, we have Craig Ritchie. Yeah. Good lad. Hustle mate. Um, Shout out. He's done a great with his brand, great with his product and he's mega at YouTube so maybe we'll do a little dinger on him next oh yeah shall we um, but he was the same sort of thing where he was struggling to find products that suited his stature and I think that is where the market he saw an opportunity in the market it was like bang I found this this space not many companies are branding there was loads of gym companies yeah, yeah. Night, whatever, but they weren't really 
in the muscle building side of things, they're more like the running and the football or whatever. So it's like, right, there's a gap in the market. I'm going to slip right in. And what did he do? He went and created a product. Um, Gymshark. And that product, he first started to work on. He's just making it for friends to start off with. Great idea. Him and his mate, um, I can't remember his name. It's now Lewis, I think it was something. Yeah. Um, but they started going in and they were like, this is great. And then they... They went to the, I think it was the fitness, uh, what's it called? Fitness Expo in Birmingham, NEC. That's the one. Yeah. Great little dinger. Um, and it blew up there ever since. Like They sold, I think they they went there at first to just scope out and see what was around. They were like, didn't have the product they'd start off with. They were just went for the day to have a look. They were like, right, booking a spot next year. So they booked a place for next year, came back with loads of products. Um, they launched it there and they sold, they made something like £30,000 worth of sales in the first 30 minutes of their website going. They completely sold out at the expo. They realized that it's time to put this up for sale. Got their name out there. Bang. Put it on the website. £30,000 of revenue. Done. Straight away. Gone. In 30 minutes. Insane. 30 minutes. Yeah. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. I mean, how to create a following <clears throat> like that in that short time is unbelievable. Oh, insane. I think it's just because, again, there was that hole in the market and he just managed to stumble across it, which is sometimes the case. A lot of people do find just holes in the market. But I thought, I don't want to say, it, it was like the, the, it was like the mission, the value, oh, another no, value, come on, get the words out, Alex. <clears throat> it was like the mission of the company was good quality clothing and apparel for people in the fitness industry, people who enjoy working out, whether it be running, cycling, or just lifting weights in the gym. It started off as the lifting weights in the gym side, but nowadays it's, it's they got uh, functional fitness it's athletes. Massive, They've got yeah. all sorts of things going on. And interestingly, it was only for males as well back then when it first started. Yeah. He didn't actually do any female clothing. No. Um, zoom all the way to now, 2023, and female clothing is their biggest breadwinner. Oh, absolutely. They sell more clothes to women than they do to men. I think it's again very apparent that when you go to the gym, a female is wearing. Gymshark product because I think it's the big name out there. They've got the yes. top or the leggings or whatever, yeah. or the shorts. The male side of things is, is up and coming. Like for me as a male, I, I go to the gym and I wear like a baggy top and shorts. I don't really have a product that I fell in love with at the moment. Um, and I don't know why, I just haven't. But there's guys out there that just wall by Gymshark. I mean, you're a hustle made guy. Every single drop. Butson's buying at least four hundred pounds worth of product. <laughs> no, he's not quite, but he just gets the. If it comes out, you love the brand, and that, that is what you need. Exactly. Where you need to be as a an a, a entrepreneur. entrepreneur, an influencer, hmm. you need to have that type of feeling with your customers. You need to be oversubscribed Absolutely. because when you're oversubscribed, as he. Evidently was is yeah. very very early early days. You know, sold out in thirty minutes. You just build a following where people are like, "I have to have this. I need this." It's like with the iPhone, people queuing up for days because they want the very latest iPhone. And this kid was better. This kid was nineteen, mm. nineteen years old when he started this. So, you know, I mean, I know a guy at the moment. He's sixteen years old and he's so so clever. Got an amazing future ahead of him. But there's some people that are saying, "Just be careful. You're young." Don't listen to them. the reason you are young and the reason you're thinking about that is perfect time just to go and do it. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about, <laughs> yeah. nothing to go against you. There's nothing at all. Because you don't have life things. You don't have the kids, the house, the More car, the, anything yeah, like fun. that. Just go and do it. Um, so yeah, I think being oversubscribed in that way 
having that product that he's, he's, he's balanced off those people. He's gone, right, this is a great product. Let's go and do it. And he built yeah. a massive relationship with people. That industry, the, the customer base he's built is, is just absolutely huge. Yeah. By doing that, that new fancy marketing through different um, influencers was, I think, his biggest asset, essentially. Mm. <clears throat> One of the things I do want to talk about is he was actually, I think he's quite an intelligent bloke himself. Um, I was watching, a, he was doing a podcast with Chris Williamson not literally a few weeks ago. Um, and he, I don't know if you know, but he was obviously CEO to begin with. It was He was the founder. He started this thing up from scratch to the point where he was stitching labels into the t-shirts himself yeah. in his garage. And, and Have you seen the video of that? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Amazing. And he's built up to this multi-billion, and you see the warehouses. I've, I'd watch him on YouTube if you could, because over the years you see him do like this new uh, distribution warehouse, and it's this really nice, big, fancy like warehouse with faultless everywhere. And then, literally a year later, he's got one ten times the size, yeah. and it's just like this is incredible growth. It's really quite amazing to see. Um, but he was man enough to step down as CEO of his own company. He was man enough and big enough to go, do you know what? I'm not what's best for yeah. this. I need to step down and get the right people in that can take this further. Do you know what year that was in? Oh, no, I don't know off the top of my head. 2015 is when he yeah. stepped down. So bear in mind, bear in mind you said the company at this point for three years. We, as we already said, the company was growing from strength to strength. Mm. It was absolutely... It's not failing. Taken off, mm. taken off. And three years into it, or two years into it, realistically, because he started in 2012, started selling supplements, then went into clothing, then stepped down as CEO. But for that two-year period of him being CEO, it must have grown so quickly. And then for him to go, for this to go the next level, to go the next step, I need someone that has the experience that I don't have. I have the amazing experience of growing a company from zero to, say, 10 million. Now I need someone that has the experience from going from 10 million to 8 billion or whatever it is. So he just, he had the most gentleman decision in going, right, I'm stepping down. I want to focus on other things. And he's still heavily involved in the brand. I'm not sure what he does in it now. Well, he's now CEO. Is he? As of now. uh, Sorry, what he dropped down to. So this is where he was actually a great, another like amazing uh, entrepreneurial call. He did a number of different roles within the company. So while shadowing the CFO and CEO, yeah. being in all their meetings, literally just being a sponge, just absorbing everything, just being in there, and say, and like said an important decision would come up, he'd be like, "Is this what you would do?" Yeah. They'd both be like, "No, this is what we should do." And he was he was um, he had the humility to go, "Okay, yeah, right. This is what, what you're doing this job for. You know what you're doing." And he I'm learned he learned yeah. that way. Yeah. So he was shadowing CFO, CEO at the same time as being like marketing lead uh, project delivery lead designing some clothing he he did a bit of everything and all the major components of Gymshark yeah. so he has he must now have such a great image of how it, everything operates and works that it's it's almost ideal CEO territory now yeah. he knows all the little departments he knows what it takes to design a piece of clothing what it takes to actually make it so now I'd say he's set up to be one of the best CEOs in the, in the country yeah. right. and I think in probably in the world at some point He's not far off. Because there's not many people at the age of 30 years old that start a company, step down as CEO, step back up, carried on the growth that it's had, realised that he's done something amazing with the world and is continuing it all at the age of 30. 30 years old. Kid, the bloke's married. I don't know if he's got kids or not, but he's married. No, he's married. Um, started all on 19 with his friend. It's just the step by step that we we can all do it. He started this from at home. 
he started packing this stuff from at home. It was, okay, yeah, it was organizing. He had a bit of space, maybe a garage or something, but it was all done from home. Printing the labels from home, sewing them in from home. Done the business, orders from home. It's all an in-house operation. And we, again, on social media, see create the newest product ever. I've made, I don't know, a pooper scooper or something that's the best, the pooper scooper 5,000. I don't know. We're always looking as, as people that we think, I must find a new product to make a change on the world. It's not the case. We not can we can take a piece of clothing, refine it, make it stretchy, make it fit a bit better for your body type, for a CrossFit athlete, for a runner, for whatever, for your niche, stick to your niche, market it, oversubscribe, get it sold. Romeo done. It's not that hard. It isn't. It's not. It's, it's more than doable. And I, I want to go into it. He mentioned on this podcast as well. These are his words. He... When he was younger, he had quite. He was quite open to taking financial risks. Yeah, his his risk appetite was quite high, so he was able to. Because again, he was nineteen. He just pulled out of university, um, so he didn't have that much debt because he only did a year. Also, just did he just finish a year? I think he just I finished think, a year. Yeah, just finished a year. Um, yeah. So he, was, he wasn't in a lot of debt. I think he still lived at his parents at the time, so because he was doing the gym shark in his mum's garage, um, and he had quite a nice, healthy appetite for large financial risks. So I think that helps him accelerate who he who that where that business was going. Because I think that's maybe one thing people are too scared about. Maybe not giving it their all. They're worried that I mean you must have you must have seen the little little memes and that where someone will pay quite happily pay a thousand pounds for a new phone. Mm. But a thousand pounds on an educational course on a you know yeah. marketing, no that's too expensive. Yeah. You know Hundred quid on uh, groceries, healthy groceries, no no too much. Tenor on, on Mackey's, tenor on a book. Well hundred quid on night out. Yeah, all yeah. night, all night. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, tenner on a, tenner on some oh, another hundred quid on supplements and so on. No, no, no. no but hundred quid on booze, like yeah, for the weekend. It's, it's, we've all got ourselves backwards, and mm. I think he must have just had it right where he's gone. No, I'm not going to go risk all this on or not waste all this on complete liabilities. Yeah, put into my company. I'm going to take some big financial risk, and look, it's paid off monumentally. Yeah. It's impressive. It's like, um, I never realized this again, but another good stat is the, this product, so just to show you the vast scale of this product that this kid started from home and found it in the right time. 131 countries Jim Shark is currently supplying what? that product. 131. 131. That's a bloody lot of products. That's a large a bloody lot of, of the planet. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So just shows you the vast range of how big this company has grown um, another stat for you do you know he only owns 70% uh, of the company I thought it was even less than that but okay so yeah he sold 20% in a deal in 2020 to an American firm to an American firm correct the deal this is the point the deciding factor was worth in excess of 1 billion so this must mean that if 20% of the company is valued at 1 billion I'll let you be the judge for the rest of it. I mean, he's obviously 10% missing somewhere. I'd guess the other uh, I guy. I think it was the other CEO that yeah. came in, yeah. Um, that has a 10%, but if the company... Because I think the Lewis, the original, didn't ever get a... Did he, did he back out or something? Or did yeah, he pull out so it wasn't going to work? Yeah. And he didn't take the risk. No. And just by taking the risk, this guy's gone. I mean, they're probably still friends now. But from this guy, Ben, just pushing on and going, you know, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to do it. Yeah, just believe. Mike down, believing in his vision, <laughs> believing in in yeah. himself, and yeah, and um, and relentlessly not giving in. 
I don't think yeah. he, he, there would have been down days. It's, it's, it, we're talking like it's just all uphill, all easy. Not, all, no. no, there would have been some days he's gone. Nah, this is not. This is not the one. Yeah, I guarantee you. And <clears throat> it's sad because it, it's not spoken about much. But I guarantee you that there are days where he's looking at the bank statements, going, "Christ, yeah, it's not going to work. I'm skint. Yeah, we can't afford to do this." Or so there was a massive, not failure, but uh, an issue. One Black Friday, they got yes. swamped. The internet swarmed his yeah. sites, crashed. Nobody get anything. It was complete for complete failure. I, so I, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not there, but it was complete failure. But you couldn't buy a thing apparently. Mm. And um, <clears throat> that's obviously a huge day for um, retailers. Retailers, perfectly yeah. said, yeah. Huge day for retailers around the world. So he needed to capitalise on that because a lot of the people that would have gone there, site crash. Oh, what? What the hell? Oh well, where's Nike? Yeah, I'll where's go somewhere else. I've got this money to spend. I've saved up for Black Friday. They could have lost a lot of business. Yeah. I think they dealt with it quite well. And I remember actually it was on his YouTube. He who was acknowledging this. He was like, we messed up big time. Mm. And I bet you, I bet you they lost an awful lot of revenue from that. And uh, he was going on about how they'd improve. And they, they used that as a, a way to learn and improve and, and make sure they're, so as they are an oversubscribed company, they're going to make sure for those events, they are overprepared. Yeah. They can take double the amount of traffic they can normally have and so on and so forth. And it's just, it was just really interesting hearing his viewpoints on that. I love that because, like you said, it's a very important thing that, okay, it wasn't really feedback, but the website shut down, so he's then prepared to go the extra mile to make sure it doesn't happen again. Exactly. That is why feedback is so important, like for podcasters, for influencers, for companies. The reason that, again, companies push so hard on the feedback side of things is because they want to improve themselves. And a lot of people go, oh, I haven't got five minutes to do that. I haven't got two minutes. So I can't be asked. But if it if it literally takes you 30 seconds, just to go, just, just to put, um, sound was really good. The people that were hosting it were rubbish. <laughs> well, fine. But yeah. they can then work on themselves. Just give any, someone any anything of information to just improve their life. I yeah. mean, we had a little feedback chat with the, the judo coaches the other day. Just saying a few things about how to come across the kids or... Uh, what we can improve on or what, where we need to reduce the time spent in warming up and increase the time we're doing techniques. Just these simple things that people mention to us, thanks very much. We can now make your life more enjoyable, more fun, Absolutely. make the product better, give you a better value for money. Perfect. So that's why feedback is so important for most companies. And a lot of people that don't want to take feedback or criticism don't want to listen, don't want to learn. People that do are happy to listen to feedback good or bad. And they'll take it. They'll take it. Mm. And if it's right or wrong, they know. Because, you know, they, they cut you. I'm sorry, you can't, you can't call me 500 kilos because it's not true. Because I know that because I stepped on the scales this morning and I actually <laughs> lost some weight. But, <laughs> it, but you know the truth and you know the, the falseness. So it's very important for companies to have the feedback. Absolutely, yeah. That's other it, things. It helps, it helps the world go around. Yeah. Well, it helps you improve constantly. Especially if you do have the right mindset about it. Like you yeah. said, if... I know a key to me is if someone's giving me feedback and I get offended, I know it's probably a little bit true. It hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, might be some truth in that because mm. if it is complete, absolute rubbish, you're like, yeah, right, whether it's like someone, a Spanish lady swearing at you, screaming at you in, in Spanish. You don't really know what she's saying, so you're just like, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you, so when it's, I use that and you know, feedback, if, I, if it's hurt a little bit, I'm going, okay, there's some truth to it somewhere. Might not be the whole truth, but that's what I need to work on in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, going back to Gymshark real quick I don't know about you but should it ever go public I'm investing my money's already in the Wayne list <laughs> I think yeah I mean we always ask a question one of the questions that you, you should ask if you're an investor is how far can it go 
Will the product change? How much will it change by? Will you still be looking to invest a company in 10 years' time? The answers to those questions are yes, yes, yes. I mean, the company isn't going to change much. The product is there, but it's just going to be improved. Um, will, people, will people continually, continuously buy clothing? Absolutely. They have to replace their clothes, so you will. Um, is it an ever-growing product? The more people that are born into the world, the more people that are into this fitness lifestyle and almost nowadays even casual lifestyle because I've seen Absolutely. people wear it casually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, they're going to buy it. So absolutely if if that product comes on the line and that's an IPO dinger smashing some money and away we go but then I do have the fear it will spike of you course know, it will spike no spike so you need to wait if, yeah. if you can't get in there straight away at IPO price you'd avoid the spike and then just wait mm. for it to come back down and buy. but anyway that's all I've got have you got anything no that's it all done Facebook, Instagram, Twitter links will be down below don't forget to rate subscribe share give us feedback want to know the feedback get this podcast out there so we can help the world guys take care have a good one and see you next time success is available for everyone so why should you settle for less